what I want to do is check with you on some names to, to make sure that they went through, okay? Uh, yeah, you got that? Okay. And I just did Brendan for 150, Brendan Trainer. That's how I come yesterday. T R A I N O. This is not America. Little piece of you. Well, welcome back to Talking Truth to Power, America. America's and Reno Freedom Talk Radio, and we're all over the world. And the world too. Yeah, we can't. We yeah. we can't neglect the world. Nope. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would. Unlike the Bilderbergers. No, unlike the Bilderbergers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh, the news of the day is what's going to happen with the subpoena to FBI Director Ray to turn over documents that the House leadership says incriminates President Biden and his family, other members, for $10 million or in foreign payments. Well, I'm right? sick yep. and tired of exactly smart right. guys. And apparently, the, those same whistleblowers are claiming the evidence against Biden are placed in highly restricted systems that do not allow access to other FBI officials to review those materials. Very, very, very strange. Very strange. What are they hiding there? I know. The, uh, well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. I guess they're hiding dirty deeds done dirt cheap. I think it's at least like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a, a little influence peddling now and then never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, completely victimless. Uh, latest surveys on the pre Democratic presidential ba ballot have left RFK Jr. completely off. Yeah, he's and not. And they running. put people like Amy Klobuchar on the on the list. <laughs> Is Pocahontas on there? <laughs> Pocahontas, no doubt. Yes. The. Uh, well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we were uh, we talked about the Bilderbergs last uh, week, but uh, they're back. They're they're going to meet in Washington uh, on June fifth. Well, our listeners may not know this, but they meet every year, and uh, they're usually are in in May, May or June, April, May or June, somewhere along. And it's very prestigious settings. The circumstances are very nice. You know, they don't uh, they don't do it cheap. Right. And uh, they're. Well, you know, they're, they're not very diverse. They're not? No. The only black person is Stacey Abrams. Huh. <laughs> she was on the steering committee. Boy, the Dems keep, she keeps losing elections and they keep uh, promoting her. her up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, she's You a know, senior. democracies are not defined by our bad days. She's a CFR member, so yeah. there's a whole bunch of those people at the Bilderberg meetings. Sure. 
the CEO of Pfizer was there. The prime ministers of Denmark and the Netherlands were at the European meeting in Lisbon. The Financial Times, that's basically a Rothsburg out mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Thiel, now yeah. he's interesting. Sometimes he's, he's interesting. libertarian. He's he, a transhumanist. He tends to be there every year. Actually. Yeah, he's got his finger on every pie. Mm-hmm. And then the new political power couple, Anne Applebaum and the Polish member of parliament, uh, Sikorsky. They're a power couple? Yeah, he's the one that tweeted out, thanks, U.S., with the Nord Stream picture. Oh, the Nord Stream yeah. demolishing. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, Henry Kissinger dragged his 100-year-old uh, down there. Mm-hmm. Jan Stoltenberg of NATO, Palantir Industries. Now, that was a growth stock, very heavily involved in government and software and uh, this whole uh, thing we're going to be talking about in reference, uh, and a little later in the show, in reference to uh, the Ukraine uh-huh. and uh, how they're going to make the Ukraine a laboratory for the Great Reset. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, uh, doing what they can to keep peace from breaking out. Thank you, Henry Kissinger. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> a half century of treachery, betrayal, and treason. That's that's Kissinger's legacy. And that Finnish uh, thought, Sanna Marin, you know, after she lost her divorce, she divorced uh, her ele- election uh, recently. She divorced her husband of 19 years. Did but... she blame him? <laughs> Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> but she's hobnobbing in uh, in Lisbon with the, with the billionaire Bilderbergers. That's what I'd do if I were her. Yeah, that's what I would do too, sure. So the Bilderberg meeting, according to their website, is a forum for informal discussions about major issues. It's held under Tatham House rule, which states that participants are free to use the information, but neither the identity nor the affiliation of the speakers nor any other participant may be revealed. Mm -hmm. Pretty secret stuff, huh? Now, Chatham House was the original parent Uh, along with the Royal Institute of International Affairs of what we now call the Council on Foreign Relations here in the United States. Exactly, yeah. And they kind of came from the whole uh, round table, the Rhodesian round table. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah. They will select the people who become Prime Minister of Great Britain. Right. This is is all old European money, basically. Mm -hmm. European and uh, American connected money. That is correct. Yep. So on... June 5th, they're going to discuss geopolitical realignments. I wonder what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you won't hear about it unless you're listening to this show. Yeah. (laughs) NATO, China, Indo-Pacific realignments. Boy, there's a lot of realignment going on. A lot of realignment going on, on, huh? (laughs) It's a big club. (laughs) Yep. And you ain't in it. No, we're not in it. But we're going to tell you about it. Yes, they're going to talk about Russia, the government and the economy, uh, disinformation. They're they're obsessed with disinformation. Uh They're definitely going to talk about disinformation. And uh, Sino-U.S. tech competition. That's all about the chips, baby. Remember the Benjamins? (laughs) It's now it's all about the chips. It's all about the chips. (laughs) Uh, 
trade and deglobalization. I'd like to be a fly in the ointment of that discussion yeah, on that's the not wall. Deglobalization. Yeah. And uh, what's the f country formerly known as the Ukraine? Yeah, formerly known as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to call it now? Do you think? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to call it gone, I guess. Welcome back to Talking Truth to Power. I'm your host, Brennan Trainer, and my co-host, Leland Fagri. We've got uh, Brian working on the board. And so we have Samantha Power. We do. Uh, well, unfortunately, we do. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> She's the head of USAID, USAID. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's pushing the, uh, this app called DIIA. Now, you have to have acronyms. We've talked about that on Talking to Without an acronym, you don't have anything going nope. on. Nope. So they have an app now, and this is uh, going to be essential for the new Ukraine. And uh, it's, uh, it's an all-purpose government big tech app. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me, <laughs> and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Who's Frank? <laughs> That was HAL 9000, the, the, you know, in the movie 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, that was uh, one of the very first digs sorry, at uh, artificial intelligence. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> yep, that's what that I'm was. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do you that. can't do that. So this, this big tech app is going to be used to offer money to Ukrainians to take the COVID jab, but now it includes payments from the state and also monitors and tracks the individual. Which state? Ukraine. <laughs> Not us? No. Well, we're paying for everything yeah, that goes into saying. the app that goes to the... It's effectively carte blanche, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how uh, supposedly teachers and first responders are going to be paid. And of course, it's the first step to, uh, you know, total uh, digital uh, currency, central bank organized. Yeah. The mm -hmm. whole, the whole. So works. they can control us. Yep. So uh, Zelensky made an appearance. There was a conference in Washington D.C. at a swank hotel, and uh, some of the people from Gray Zone managed to uh, crash at least into the lobby, just to show what it was like. And uh, there was a. a President Vitamin sighting. Was he there? He was there. I'll be darned. In all his glory. He was there. Well, he you should know, be there, you know, because he's Ukrainian-born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he's going to be the, what is it, the defense, defense minister, minister of Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a lot I'm better sorry, about yeah. it now. I'm afraid I can't do that. 
So the app also provides for snitching on collaborators. Perfect. Which can be a death sentence, preceded by being taped to a traffic sign with your pants pulled down. You know, that we've seen lots of pictures of that going on in Ukraine. That's what happens to collaborators. And worse, we've seen pictures of uh, bodies being shoveled into mass graves by the Azov people in Ukraine. And then we had the whole Bukha massacre. Remember, they tried to blame that on the Russians, but it seems to be more likely perpetrated by the Ukrainians. So... Uh, it's a lot of that going on. Yes, it is. So, uh, and, you know, part of their plan is, you know, BlackRock, you know, David Fink, who happens to be Jewish, is uh, now a big stakeholder in Fox. BlackRock, big Republican donor. He's heavily invested in Ukraine, as in uh, Cargill. He's a conspirator. He pushed Tucker out. Yeah. Yeah. So You know, uh, their on-air people are not allowed to mention Tucker now. There was a few references to him after his departure. Oh, you mean on air and but Fox? Now, yeah, on air. But now you can't mention his name either. Can't mention his name? No. I understand there's, there's going to be woke, too. You, they can't criticize wokeness too much. At least that was the rumor. Going yeah, oh, my God. Who the hell cares? <laughs> it looks like that's where Fox <laughs> is going. Very clearly. <laughs> Disappointed! Yep. <laughs> So I don't know what they're making all these big plans for Ukraine for because there isn't going to be very much left of Ukraine. I don't know how they're going to save face, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. We've been saying that for a year, Uh huh. that when this thing winds down, I mean, who, who's going to be able to come out of this thing looking good? <laughs> I mean... If, it's already lost. Right. The, uh, it'll, the country of Ukraine is used to be the size of Texas. It'll wind up being about the size of Slovakia if this keeps up. Uh, and it'll be an, uh, basically an agricultural country. All the heavy industry is in the east, which, you know, they foolishly provoked Russia into... Oh, we can't Annexing. say they provoked Russia. That's we, not allowed. That's though. another thing. You totally unprovoked. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, After, you know, as goes Bakhmut, yeah. so goes the country. Well, I don't. It's pretty much, but it's not because Bakhmut itself no. was so strategic. No, Crimea was. You know, that was. It was over after that. I think. Yeah. Marine Le Pen said yep. uh, that she was to Crimea and she talked to the people there, and it was definitely a just referendum. And Crimea is part of Russia. That's enough what she came out and said. Enough is enough. That's what she said. So uh, the elites apparently want to turn what's left of Ukraine into some kind of laboratory for their Great Reset. Well, I think there's already a whole bunch of laboratory experiences going on there. <laughs> we have now a window of opportunity to create this global reset, mm -hmm. which we all need. <laughs> which we're on. Yep, which we're part of now. Okay, well, <laughs> we have to be careful what we talk about now when it comes to this type of subject but uh it looks like the ukraine will be pretty much uh exploited can we use that word is I that okay for the word annexed annexed yeah <laughs>
So, uh, you know, Russia will probably, it's got about 20%. It'll probably wind up with 30 or 40% of the country. It'll take Odessa and Kharkov and uh, threaten Kiev. And if they don't like that, it has the capability to go all the way to the western border, but that that's not something they want to do. Well, we joked a couple of shows back about the drone over Moscow. Yeah. And how, how it went after Putin. And now they've come back to the wealthy neighborhoods of Moscow. And Get them out of here! I, I think it, it's... Putin doesn't have that kind of patience left. He's going to have to come after Kiev, and, and he apparently did yesterday in a big way. That assault yesterday was significant. Well, I don't think he's going to let up. Oh, you mean the assault on Moscow? On Kiev. On Kiev? Yeah. No, no, I don't think he is either. Uh, there's they're, nothing but they're provoking him again. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, they. Uh, they had a few drones uh, that clipped a couple of buildings, residential buildings in mm -hmm. the suburbs of Moscow. It's That's it. Very little damage done. But the, but it's symbolic. Yes, it is. And the provocation means that they're coming back in a bigger way for Kiev. That's right. That's what's happening. I know. It said... Uh, we did it. We did yeah. it, Yeah, they certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> The dumbest it, of the dumb. It's just a pawn in their game, like like Mongo. Like Mongo <laughs> just pawn in the game of life. <laughs> so, and... Uh, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so Ukraine will be a landlocked agricultural country, is what it'll... Yeah, basically, like mm -hmm. I would compare it to Slovakia. Like I said, uh, it's a very pleasant little country, Slovakia, but I don't know how pleasant Ukraine will be because there'll still be neo-Nazis running around. Bad blood, and <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there'll probably be still a lot of ethnic tensions in there. It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. <laughs> the, uh, you know, but that's what happens to our allies all the time. Mm-hmm. We use them and, lose, and abuse them and, and then uh, drop them. I don't know why they agree to uh, this kind of meddling, because it never ends well for them. No. No. They, they were promised uh, a chicken in every pot and a Mercedes-Benz in every garage if they, <laughs> if they joined the West. <laughs> Whoops. And it didn't quite, you know, it wasn't going to quite work out that way. And then they uh, overthrew their own government and wound up uh, where they are now. Uh, half the country is uh, gone. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion. It's just man. your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone from 40 million people to 20 million people <laughs> and, and left in the country. Uh, they've gone through... You know, they're losing their entire generation of young men being conscripted into this army. Yep. Like General, um, Colonel McGregor, he came out and said that Bakhmut is the uh, most successful military trap in the history of warfare. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And he didn't have Tucker to invite him on his show for. No, no, but... 
He's making the rounds. We uh, can we can say Tucker around here. We can. We'll yeah, make up. Not, we'll make up cons- for the fact that Fox can't can't use his name. Right. <laughs> so stay right where you are. Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Talking to the Power. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer. I'm here with Leland Vagri, and we have uh, Brian working on the board. Well, we said last week that the uh, President Biden's speech at uh, Howard University was going to mark uh, the beginning of a new push. America against... is a nation that can be defined in a single word. <laughs> I'm going to put him in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, concrete steps were, were taken in the last week to uh, make that a fact. Uh, the combat anti-Semitism ambassador Deborah Lipstadt uh, has put, has articulated the Biden administration's somewhat hyperbolic view that anti-Semitism is not a niche issue, it's an existential threat to democracy. Mm-hmm. She also regretted that America has never done something like a national plan to fight anti-Semitism. We haven't had a national plan. We haven't plan. had a national plan? No. We need one of those? Yeah. Whatever <laughs> we do. <laughs> So Biden has produced an interagency task force headed by Doug Emhoff, who is known as the second gentleman. So she hasn't, they haven't, are not familiar with the First Amendment, apparently. No. they. No, I see. No. Well, that could explain a lot. Yeah. A trans girl <laughs> is a girl. Now, of course, Israel will be a principal beneficiary from stomping down on the First Amendment. As nearly any criticism of the Jewish state will become a hate crime. And uh, because America is preeminently a country awash in far right extremism, they have an acronym for that DVE, domestic violence extremists. That's what we are, huh? Yeah. yeah. Are uh, we the body? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I passed a bunch of those people on the way up here this morning <laughs> on 580. Yeah. So we're going to hear the words white supremacists tossed around all the time, as well as terrorists. Well, we oh, all, hell no! We already are, but you say it's going to accelerate. Yeah. And, of course, that will get the powerful Jewish and Israel lobby and their uh, controlled media fully on board to reelect Biden. Get him out of here! <laughs> and it also identifies the enemy as conservative Republicans. MAGA. Yes, MAGA, extremists. Because we're all just white supremacists, aren't we? I, I'm just a white preservationist. I, you know. We did it. We did it, Joe. So is it okay to be white anymore or not? I'm not even sure. I, I, you know, I, I apparently not. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. Because I don't remember raising my hand and requesting a particular racial origin. 
Did, no. Did you? No. <laughs> but so. you know, we have to take uh, highly visible steps to protect the uh, the Jews, whether or not they actually need protection. You're gay. You're Jewish, and cringe. cringe. You're not even funny. You're not even funny. And I'm epic and based and red. So, so along with protecting the Jews, you create a real enemy that everybody can identify and attack, namely Republicans. So according to the uh, interagency task force, they're going to promote increased awareness and understanding of anti-Semitism, including its threat to America, and broader appreciation of Jewish American heritage. Hmm. Will they talk about the uh, Jewish American heritage? Will they talk about the stolen nuclear secrets? I don't think they're going to talk no, about that. No, that's not part of the heritage. Probably not part of the heritage. The USS Liberty. <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Improve safety and security for Jewish communities. Well, you know, the Department of Homeland Security has been awarding all, you know, half its budget is already going to combat anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah. We got to protect those... Uh, wealthy Jewish community. You gotta grease that spigot, man. You know, the the idea that Jewish people are not into money is ridiculous. That's like saying <laughs> Italians aren't into pizza. <laughs> uh so reverse the normalization of anti Semitism and counter anti Semitic discrimination. Because we know Jewish people can never get the best jobs. They don't. Did you notice that? Uh -uh. They're constantly being discriminated that. against. Huh. I didn't you know it's That's a, a shame. it's a shame, yeah. And build cross-community solidarity and collective action to counter hate. Well, you know, we can't hate the Russians either. I, I, but somehow they don't seem to figure that out. I hate that trans thing going on. Does that count? <laughs> you can't hate. You can't no, hate that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, they're going to be going online, and they have uh, willing accomplices with the tech community. A trans girl is a girl. Sure, the terms of service and community standards explicitly cover anti-Semitism. So those old terms of service that you're going to see, I, I wonder if Elon Musk is going to get Does behind. He, yeah, right, yeah. This Somehow is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. <laughs> so is it going to be inclusive of any other subject matters? Any other... Well, it's, political territory here. It's on the just talking about zero tolerance uh, for tech nope. companies and and uh, community standards and permanently ban repeat offenders, both personal accounts and extremist websites. What about Target? Is it in effect Target? Uh, Say what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're even going after PetSmart now. Yeah. <laughs> See that? No. Yeah, pet what? stores. <laughs> they have gay pets? Yeah, because we're going into, what's the homosexual uh, month? This we're going in yeah, June? Yeah, June. Yeah. Gay pride. Gay pride, yeah. So it's pride month over at PetSmart. <laughs> you uncircumcised <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just upside down. Man. Yeah, I know we are. <laughs> so they, they got to get those algorithms polished. They got to take them out, this work is a, them over. This is insanity. Yep. Man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> so they've already called Tucker Carlson and uh, Elon Musk anti-Semitists. 
anti-Semites without any real evidence. And uh, so it'll, uh, Joe Biden's plan will uh, surely open the door to what will quickly become an open season on alleged anti-Semites. And uh, it'll be easier for politicians and the media to label critics of domestic issues like the Mexican border or international issues like the pointless and highly dangerous war against Russia as haters and by a tortuous extension, anti-Semites. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> Punishments will follow. The beatings will continue until morale improves. That I believe. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, they've already... Uh, Attacking Roger Waters. Are they going after Waters? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, Jewish people. He's such a mean old anti-Semite. I know, and you know, some some people <laughs> just <laughs> can't tolerate when you disagree with them. You know what it is, don't you? <clears throat> no, it's, it's 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 his association with Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what German it is. police have launched a criminal investigation into English rock legend. And Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Waters on suspicion of glorifying Nazism during two concerts in Berlin. And now Roger Waters is not a Nazi. He's he's not. No, he's an uh, anti-authoritarian, you know, classical liberal or or liberal at least. And uh, so his concert uh, about the wall was originally about the Berlin Wall. Mm -hmm. And then he had a famous concert uh, in Berlin's Potsdam Plaza in 1990. Sinead O'Connor was there. Yeah. It was Sinead O'Connor standing. Enough is enough. <laughs> this was one of the biggest concerts ever. Yeah, I was thinking it's probably one of the bigger concerts. Yeah. And uh, his theatrics include elements of both Nazi and communist symbolism, but it's uh, the concert that he gave was credited with healing. Berlin after the helping terrorism. to heal, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't get a chance to post it to Facebook, but that's a, a picture of Roger Waters. I guess you can't see it, but uh, very well. But the symbolism is like two hammers across each other, mm -hmm. which is a little bit like a reminiscent, reminiscent of a swastika, but not much. I mean, or, or a sickle. It's also could be the hammer and sickle. Yeah, right. It's ambivalent. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was also a red star featured, and it, it was just against. So he covered the, the basis. Then. Right. It was just, <laughs> it was about both authoritarian systems, communism and fascism. And to this day, communists don't understand fascism. No. They don't get it. No. But the point is the further we get from World War II, the crazier this Hitler, the Jews, and the Holocaust stuff gets. Uh, this is in stark contrast to other historical events, which tend to get less important the further back in time you go. Uh, but uh, well, you there's know, intent here. There's a deliberate right. intent. Yeah. The Jews, they just won't let it go. They and they, we, before you know it, we're going to have to have a Holocaust museum on every street corner in America to keep reminding <laughs> that, us. Even that won't make of events that happened uh, 80 years ago. You know, the show we did last week could get us arrested in Western Europe and Canada. Could it? Yeah, it could. It could. <laughs> well, it's available over it's there. It's not supposed to get us in trouble in America, but I think it may It may be. 
we've been joking about the uh, the, uh, the police and uh, you know making sure we have security here at the mall, but it's it's I think we're going to get touched by this because we dare to say what needs to be said. There is nothing wrong with hate speech as long as you don't excite violence. about uh, the problems that Roger Waters has. And what we didn't really mention is that the wall was originally about the Berlin Wall. Right. But when he's playing it now, I think a lot of people realize he's talking about the wall in Israel mm-hmm. that separates, you know, keeps the Palestinians from accessing areas in their own country. Mm-hmm. So uh, in that sense, uh, that's why uh, they're coming after him, I think, and they're using this trumped up, uh, Sorry, charges of, of being a pro-Nazi <laughs> <laughs> after 40 years you know they suddenly uh, I think it's a testament to how dumbed down we're becoming oh I think that's exactly what it means Yeah, it's, I mean the guy's been doing the show for 40 years and all of a sudden he's a Nazi right oh man uh, it's it's incredible but anyway must do every every day continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. The honor. Yeah, the honor. Look, it it happened 80 years ago and there's never been, the Nuremberg trials were not a true commission. There's never been a true fact-finding commission. There's a lot of problems with the logistics of of, uh, a mass industrialized uh, assembly line genocide of six million people in three years there's just a lot of logistics yeah that don't add up that, that just don't add up yeah. no there's no doubt that the, we're not saying that the, a lot of that didn't happen the numbers are just not there yeah i mean and um uh ethnic cleansing is bad you know but in fact uh well first of all like i said that jewish people have been expelled over a thousand times from western society and we're supposed to believe that all the time it was our fault you know that they that they got expelled that right. they never That's did anything wrong they were always just offering low-income loans to the peasants to promote economic development mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it, it none of this ad, adds up and uh, pretty soon the law of averages catches up to you yeah or should no yeah. out of a thousand expulsions you know you think maybe they might have gotten used to it yeah but... <laughs> honest i ran out of gas i had a flat tire i didn't have enough money for cab fare my trucks didn't come back for the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. Someone stole his car. There was an earthquake. <laughs> a terrible flood. Locust. Who wants to find fault? I swear You know, that's the joke about the Jewish mother that uh, gets a note to meet the principal, and the principal says he's uh, 
expelling uh, little Abe because, you know, and, uh, you know, we notice here that Abe has been expelled 99 times from school. And the mother says, yeah, but it was never his fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the culpability goes both ways here. It's supposed and, to go both ways. And if, and a, if a program of uh, mass ethnic expulsion or ethnic cleansing is certainly wrong, but it is a step down from mass industrial-sized assembly line genocide, it's, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It's bad, but it's a little bit different. We're and, changing people's lives. Anyway enough of that uh, but the first george orwell i i believe i have to ask my ai buddy my AI bot if yeah. it's true yeah but are you on a first name basis yeah I'm a first name basis i see yeah. <laughs> you can assign your bot a name you can know? you yeah that, that, re that should remember it but anyway he uh he predicted that uh, newspeak would be global by 2050 I believe that was one of his predictions. Yeah, I think it was in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and talking about certain... the significance of the passage of time. Yeah. <laughs> right. The significance of the passage of time. Uh -huh. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I believe in everybody as an individual, and when you put an individual in front of me, people, I believe in meritocracy. But I don't believe in a naive, colorblind society either. Nope. <laughs> there are certain ethnic traits that are common and to certain uh, individuals and, I, and groups, not, not individuals, but groups. And it's a part of our makeup because we cannot take in all the data. Our minds are not built to absorb everything we see in our daily life. Like nope. If you drop LSD, you know, you get a little bit of a taste of what happens when your mind is open to everything that's coming in. So what, what we do is we form patterns and, uh, and results and we, and we discriminate. We form instant judgments. And they're not always good and not always right, but there is a lot of truth to them. And uh, the fact is that we have a history here and we'd like to get over the history, but let's face it, the the Jewish religion of the three Abrahamic religions, the Jewish religion is the only one that posits a special class of people. I mean, Christianity from the outset, St. Paul, or whatever you want to call him, Paul of Tarsus, his whole thing was we're inviting all the Gentiles into the party. You, you mean know? because the Jews were chosen? Is that yeah, what yeah, but yeah. now everybody is, but, but they're not only chosen, they're the only human being. <laughs> I mean, the Jewish religion says that the only complete human souls belong to the Jews because they are the only people directly descended from Adam and Eve. That's in their religious writings. That's what they believe. And they believe that, uh, well, they say God loves everybody, but he chose us. But it's it's a lot more cynical than that when you get down into it. And We choose truth over facts. You know, they are a diaspora people. They have, uh, you can study diaspora people. There are studies made about them by sociologists and so on. And uh, if it's in the literature, you should be able to discuss it. But apparently in well, America. So are, so now, are the Irish. You, the you Irish can't, are well, the Irish, yeah. And I admit, look, uh, 
it took a long time for the Irish to be accepted. I'm not one of those people that believes that the founding stock should be the only stock in the country, but that's not true. The uh, Irish came over, and a lot of them were dirty. A lot of them uh, had bad hygiene. They a were lot lucky them, to get here on those Yeah, they were lucky ships. to get here. They called them coffin ships. A lot, Yeah, a lot of them were illiterate because mm -hmm. they weren't allowed. The English uh, would not allow them education. They, they formed what was called, uh, my ancestors mm -hmm. did, mm -hmm. they formed what is called hedgerow schools, and they, they would smuggle kids out and teach them behind the bushes somewhere so they wouldn't. You know, never mind education. They were lucky to eat. Yeah, okay. they were lucky to eat too. Yeah, so it you know it took a while to uh, assimilate, and uh, you know the gangs of New York. That's the history of the Irish versus the uh, the uh, Protestants uh, that built the country. I think they're doing the same thing with yeah. uh, central bank digital currency now. Yeah, they're going to control us with that. They're going to control us with everything. But oh hell no! <laughs> they're going to try to. Have as much control as they can. Let me put it that way. In every possible way. Yeah. Every possible way, and including free speech. And free speech is under assault. You can't speak openly and freely about it about certain subjects without being taken down. Remember what Franklin Graham said last week? Mm -hmm. Every demon in hell has been turned loose. Yeah. Uh, you mean in the current situation? Yeah, in our current yes. environment. Yeah. Very chaotic times, and part of it is good. I think some of it will be good. I think <clears throat> the emergence of uh, a multipolar world is basically going to be good, and some people are clinging to power. And it's they all don't wanna... part of the plan. They don't. They have their own plan. <laughs> well, I think it want. all it, it depends majorly on which people have power. Right. Right. And so, just having a multipolar world is not to our advantage necessarily it depends on who has that power right well but you yeah. don't want you don't want any one country to have control over the planet earth no but that is what but that's what the advocates of the yeah. cfr and the bilderbergers have been pushing for a century sure and america is the benevolent hegemon mm -hmm. you know it's do-gooders right Way to go, a-holes! Just a bunch of white supremacist do-gooders. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, we, talk, we talked about the Irish, but a lot of people are not knowledgeable enough to know that the Irish were the first slaves in this country. I mean, they talk about 1619, but all during the, that um, 17th century, uh, after Cromwell rav ravaged uh, the Irish countryside, the Irish were being sold in America as slaves. Mm -hmm. And guess what ethnic group was largely involved in it? Hmm. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. <laughs> Are you toning it down? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but we know they were involved with slave trade. Sure. So, yeah, huh? And they were involved in some the of truth. the most vicious aspects, like the Portuguese slave trade, where the uh, many of the uh, slaves were castrated. Before when they before they got you to know the, the world. you know the thing hideous practices hideous yeah they it wasn't until the uh, 19th century when uh, for a short while the Jews were less involved in the slave trade but they were involved in the Slavic that's where you get the word slave Slav uh, and the Old Testament condoned slavery uh, uh, especially of the nations around you in other words you can't you can't enslave the Jewish people you can only uh, collect a debt 
to indentured servitude uh, on their own people. Well, that sure riled up our audience. (laughs) (laughs) And the slavery was not based on race. It was based on ethnicity. Anybody that wasn't uh, an Israelite was liable for slavery. You know, I think if you had sought the destruction of the United States of America, what would you do differently than what Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. has done?